Welcome to Leading with Grit, a series about helping you inspire action and accountability with generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. Today's episode is made possible by Unlimited Coaching Solutions, coaching and training to help you get results through your people, making a positive impact on your organization's bottom line. And now, here are today's hosts, Todd Schnick and Lori Sudbrink. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leading with Grit. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Lori Sudbrink. Good morning, Lori. Good to be with you again. Yeah, Todd. Good to see you again. Thank you. All right. Well, in the series today, we're going to be talking about integrity and, oh man, the role that plays in developing trust in your organization. But before we go there, take a minute, give us a quick reminder and overview of the practice of Living with Grit. Why is this series so important? You know, looking from a leadership and management perspective, whether it's a formal or informal leadership role, being able to to look inside, you know, and, and step up to be that leader that we all have the potential to be. It's about being being able to be genuine and authentic and yet productive and taking the the concepts of generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, and starting with truth, taking a look inside. And that's what we did last episode, looking inside at our truth and and then aligning to that truth, integrity, which is what we'll talk about today. The next one is respect that we'll we'll do next week and, and being able to respect ourselves and that allows us to respect others. And then generosity flows quite naturally from that. We feel like we have enough time and we're making decisions to give in the right areas with the right ratios. All right. Well, let's get to it. As you said, simply defined integrity is being aligned with your truth, which we talked about last episode. But what does that really mean? You know, it's being able to walk the talk, so to speak. You know, if we say something's important to us, we're doing it. We're showing that behavior. If we're telling other people that that something's important, for example, if it, you know we're saying that it's important to listen, but yet we're not showing that listening behavior, that we've got to make sure that we're we're doing what we say is important. That congruency kind of thing. Being able to to prioritize too. So back in the truth episode, when we looked at what's important to us, and you know, if you can prioritize things that are important to you in your day or in your life, even. Are you then spending the proportionate time or you know spending time in those activities? Or are you doing something completely opposite or opposing to those activities? And I gave the example of, you know, if I say um, health and wellness is important to me, what am I actually doing? If I'm laying on the couch eating Snickers bars, that's that's right. incongruent behavior. So integrity helps us to align to what we say is important. It's the and it's the action, it's the doing of it. So it's different than what most people think of just honesty, integrity, you know. And um the other thing that you want to think about as far as integrity is it's not saying everything, you know, it's not not having a filter. It's making sure that we're saying the things that are important to say in that situation when it comes to, you know, what we're talking about at hand. But there's a lot of things that are, that are involved in integrity. It's hard to hone it right into one area, but in essence, it's really the the action of your truth. Well, when I first read this chapter, I thought, well, okay, this is the different definition of integrity. Whenever I thought and said, oh, there's a man of integrity, I would think, well, he's an honest man. But then I thought, well, that's exactly what she's talking about here. I mean, that's, that's what we're really talking about here. But the question I have for you is, how big a problem is this? I mean, I want to believe that if someone, as we talked about last episode, took the time for the self-reflection 
and studied and, and took these assessments in the DISC profile you talked about, I would think, all right, well, if they're going to go through that trouble, then I'm going to assume they're going to actually align and, and their actions will be in compliance with that. Not really the case all the time, is it? No, you know, and we can have the best intentions, but if we don't really put the practice into place, put it to action, then yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be successful because what happens is we'll easily get distracted or we'll get off course or something else will will happen and we'll react to it. And so taking that time to self-reflect is important, but it's important to stay kind of aware while you're, you know, going through your day as well, yet staying productive. So it's not about just, oh, I'm going to stop and just think about things. It's the art of being able to be aware as you're going throughout your day and make the choices that align. So high value activities is a great example of this. If you know what's important to you for your job, you put those into these buckets called high value activities. And everybody in their role should have about five to seven of those And what happens is if you are in integrity, you're looking at those every day. You're aligning your tasks to those high-value activities. You're doing the most important things, not the easiest things. You're doing the things that are going to make the most value to the position. It's supposed to make things easier, right? It's supposed to make your decisions on how you... exactly it. Because let me ask you this question. If If you call me up in front of the room and say, Todd, please announce your truth. And I go up there and I announce my truth, but then my actions don't don't align with that. Is it fair to say that it's not really my truth? Well, it could be. You know, it's definitely an opportunity to look at it and you have to decide. So you have to look at it and say, okay, is this, you know, this isn't what's really happening right now. So the the definition of truth is a little different too than what we normally think about it because it's, it, it can change in that it depends on what is important to you and it has to align with what you're doing. But if what you're doing is out of alignment with that, it's your opportunity to look back at your truth and go, like you said, is this really my truth? Or do I just need to get better aligned? Um, And so instead of it being kind of a judgmental thing, it's more about how does it help me to lead, to live the life that I want to live? Um, Not so much, how does it catch me doing something wrong, if that makes sense? Well, the way I phrased it was probably a negative framework. I I guess this is how someone says, well, this is how I'm going to learn that I need to evolve my truth because the actions that I'm thinking I need to take aren't working for me or are not pleasurable or not rewarding. So I guess that's a process of how you evolve your truth too, That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And that's really important to touch on because we can be looking at ourselves all the time and we need to be able to look at ourselves with infinite potential, we'll call it, you know, unlimited potential and be able to say, that doesn't mean that we're wrong right now the way we are. It's just about growth. So will our truth evolve? Absolutely. Will we take the five steps to change and will we say, geez, you know, here I am. This is the truth of my situation and I have some limitations. I want to work on those. I'm going to change that a bit. So then my truth is going to change. So that's a great way to look at it, that it's always evolving. It's not a a static kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's really important. All right. Lori and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. 
Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, Todd Schnick back with Lori Sudbrink. All right, so thinking about the top half of the show and how you need to determine your truth and then when you align your actions with your truth and you're operating from this position of integrity, isn't this the foundation for trust? That's exactly, Todd, right? Because, you know, when you, you think about it, truth plus integrity really does equal trust. It's when we can rely on somebody to do what they say they're going to do. We trust that they're doing what they say because they have done that time and time again. And so when they say this is important and they do this and it aligns, there's there's congruent behavior there. There's different kinds of trust though. And that's an important thing mm. to think about too, because that trust that I just talked about is kind of predictability, you know, predictable trust. It's, it's, it's reliability. And that's critical because you're going to have people that if you know, you might still um, like the person, you might still enjoy the person, but you can't rely on them to do what they say they're going to do. And then there's then there's this element of, that comes in like a moral trust or not, you know, are they talking out both sides of their mouth, so to speak. There's also a level of what I call transparency. Patrick Lencioni labels it as vulnerability-based trust. And, and I love how he talks about that in the five dysfunctions of a team because he talks about, you know, it's um, the, the ability of a leader to be vulnerable with people. In other words, to show your true colors, to show things to your team is going to build trust as well. And that's integrity and truth because what you're doing is you're showing your real truth to your team. And, you know, the biggest uh, problem with this is that leaders, managers, they think, if I do that, then aren't I exposing myself? Aren't I supposed to be this, I know it all and I'm flawless and I don't make mistakes and I'm not supposed to show that in front of my team? And if you think about it, you know, you're really, you're connecting with people and, and you know, kind of a humanity kind of way. They're, you're real, you're human too. And that builds a stronger base trust than any other kind of trust that you can build. Now, obviously, if there's a lot of mistakes and you you're, you find yourself sharing a lot of mistakes, it's probably not the fact that you should or shouldn't be sharing. It's more of a competency issue. You right, know what's going right. on. You know, so it's um, it, it is. But that's how you know. That that's what it is. That's how, right? Exactly, and and the the gift of awareness, and it's like okay, so I realize that you know now there's a competency issue, which is a, a whole different topic. But being aware that there's different levels of trust too is important from a leadership standpoint because people are looking to connect with you, relate with you. They want to feel safe to to be able to bring up a crazy idea or say no, um, disagree with something. You want people to be able to interact in that way, to have some good dialogue and integrity allows us to be able to do that. But we have to have that foundation of even that um, transparency kind of trust, that vulnerability-based trust. I don't think you can even be considered someone with integrity if you're not exposing yourself and being vulnerable. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people, though, are afraid to do that because of some of the, the thoughts and beliefs oh, sure. that they have around that. Um, but we just need to shift those and realize that it is okay to show those. In fact, it's a great leadership strategy to do that authentically, to share your own stories, your own growth, and share it with your team in a way that's inspiring and helps them to learn a lesson. You know, that's definitely vulnerability-based trust, an example of that right there. Well, with regards to the five steps of change, when we talked about it from the context of leading change in organization, I don't think you can do it without having that integrity and this level of trust and being vulnerable, right? Yeah, you're right. And people um, sometimes make the mistake of expecting to just tell people what to do without sharing their own story, their vulnerability, their, their why about it, without showing their humanness. Some of that might just be because they don't want to take the time to do it. They just want to rush through and say, here it is, you know, let's get going and taking a little bit of time up front. And again, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but you can change the way you have a meeting, for example, and you can talk, bring some of this into it when you're rolling out some change, show some of your own truth. You know, and share that from a, a story kind of standpoint, and you're connecting with people as well as helping them to see the value in the change. I've heard you say that uh, people want to work for you, but they're much more motivated when they do trust you. And that makes sense now in the light of our conversation. But I think millennials get a short shrift because they're, they are perceived as this job hopping generation when in fact, their management is not operating from integrity. And that's why they're leaving the organization. They don't feel a part of it. They don't sense any meaning. And they don't trust who they're working for. You know, and we brought up, I think it was in the first episode, we talked about the uh, situation today with all the different generations. And this is a good example of it. If we don't understand these different generations and what's important to them, then we're not talking their language. And, and being able to satisfy the needs of this generation as well, not in a way that, you know, you're bending over backwards, but un just understanding that, they do need that interaction. They need to trust you. And I think any generation needs that, of course, but this generation in particular isn't going to waste any time on it. Right. The loyalty factor in that way, which I think is a positive thing too, because why should you? You know, if you're, if you can't trust the person that you're working with, if you can't trust that person in a relationship, you're not you know, you have no foundation. And so it's, it, it becomes very inefficient too. That's the thing. It's like you're, you're second guessing, you're wondering all the time. It's not good for the organization. So it's probably better off that the, the millennial does leave because the boss probably isn't going to leave, you know? Right, right. Well, we're going to dedicate a whole episode uh, down the road a bit on communication, but I think communication has an important role to play here too, right? Yeah. And especially, you know, going back to those disc styles that we talked about in our truth and when we know what our natural tendencies and style are when it comes to communicating and we understand, appreciate, and respect other styles, which is a little bit going into respect here. But in, from an integrity standpoint, though, we can talk their language. We can say, you know, if I'm fast paced and I'm like, I'm saying, oh, all right, we got to get this done and we got to get it done now, but I'm talking to somebody that's maybe a high S, the steadiness style primarily, I may have to tone that down a bit and say, okay, this is how it's going to affect the team. And this is how we're going to roll this out. And this is what it looks like in the future. If I spend two minutes talking about that, rather than just racing in there and going bottom line, that person is going to want to follow. They're going to get it. They're going to wrap their head around it. I'm going to be talking their language. And DISC can help us to do that. So yeah, we'll get into communication in another episode in more depth, but just taking you know one concept of DISC and seeing how you align that to your truth 
and then even launching into what we're doing next week, the respect episode of it. All right. Uh, I also understand you have a resource available, uh, the 13 Trust Inspiring Behaviors. Uh, walk us through that. Yeah, this is um, something that we uh, created at Unlimited Coaching Solutions, my training and development company, based on years of research looking at what are the most trust-inspiring behaviors? And a lot of these behaviors are based on communicating just the, the congruency kind of things that we touched on in this episode. But this is a PDF um, that is available for download. And people can take a look at these trust-inspiring behaviors and just say, hmm, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? You might pick one of these to hone in on and work on it for a few weeks to inspire more trust with your teams. And we'll be certain to link up to those... Uh trust inspiring behaviors in our show notes. So in closing, Lori, I worry now when I think about this in the context of trust and operating from this this perception of full of integrity means that you're perfect. I mean, does this mean we have to be flawless that if, that if we do make a mistake that we that we lose trust? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Todd, because that we don't want people walking away thinking that you have to be flawless, that this this is about not ever making a mistake. Um, you know, quite the contrary. We're we're able to really do our best and there are going to be mistakes. We are going to have things that, you know, fall short. We are going to tell somebody that we're going to be there at a certain time and we're not going to make it at that time. And so it's about being able to do our best with what we have. But of course, if there's a pattern of that kind of behavior, then you're going to lose somebody's mm. trust. But if it happens once in a while, you've made good trust deposits, so to speak. You know, you've made those deposits and people, if you have one thing that, that you fall short on, then you're not going to lose somebody's trust. So it's, it's more, again, you can go back to the ratio of it. You know, if you're typically doing the things that you say you're going to do, and then, yeah, you do fall short. The other thing that you can do too is say, okay, I, I messed up, you know, and, and you kind of, clean up the mess, so to speak. You apologize, you make up for it in some way, and you don't make it a, a, you know, a pattern of behavior. Oh, and that proves something to your people too when you fix fix mistakes. So Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Lori, before I let you go, should anyone have any questions on Leading with Grit and Integrity, how can they contact you and learn more? Yeah, visit our website, leadingwithgrit.com. There's some free weekly tips you can sign up for. There's a lot of other resources on there, and you can always contact me through that site as well, leadingwithgrit.com. All right. So on behalf of my co-host, Lori Sudbrink, I am Todd Schneck. Join us next week on Leading with Grit when we discuss respect and generosity. Until then, Todd and Lori signing off. We'll see you next week. 